Jesse Romano, known as RC Jesse on Instagram, is a watercolor and calligraphy artist from the Philippines who helps creatives stand out and tell their brand story with confidence through words and public speaking. From being bullied as a kid, fearing public speaking and feeling uncomfortable saying out loud she was an artist, to being a successful freelance artist with an inspiring podcast and an amazing public speaker, Jesse Romano is living proof that you make your own path. If you'd like to get to know her a bit better, please join us as we talk about confidence versus courage, dealing with imposter syndrome, finding the right art path for you, and an exciting announcement about the future of this podcast. Hint, hint, it does include Jesse. So please stay tuned until the very end today because something big is coming. Want to be part of the show? Then send in your questions or topics you'd like to see covered to our email at hello at etcherlab.com. If you send us an audio recording, we might include it in the episode. Hi, I'm Anya, and this is Make More Art, a podcast by Etcher, meant to inspire you to keep on creating. Now let's hear from our guest. Ever bunch of questions for you but let's just go back in time i know you started art pretty recently about three two to three years ago so can you tell us first off when did you first fall in love with art in your life mm -hmm. and and then take us through time until you actually started making art creativity is something that i dabbled with dabbled quote-unquote ever since i was a kid I remember joining dance groups, um, glee clubs, and but I've never really considered myself as an artist. Oh. I know I, I like to draw, but I never considered myself like really good at it. So I would see my classmates in grade school be doing it well. And so I would look, maybe I should try that. But looking at what I did, uh, no. And then I tried writing a book and sold it for, well, this is in Philippines, so it's for five pesos. Okay. At an age of six. So I, I tried to do a lot of things. In the wow. But, but Anya, one other thing about me when I was growing, I was, I was very timid. I, uh, I, was, no I don't speak to a lot of people. I was bullied when I was a kid. So I would stay in the back. I would join the, you know, the Greek club, just sing. And I would do the choreographies and all, but I would never like venture into like small talk with, with other kids because I have this small sister on the left of my eye and uh, people will always poke and ask, what's that? So it, it sort of created this insecurity and I wallowed in that insecurity as I was growing up. Wow. So the creativity part, If you grew up in the Philippines, it isn't something that's highly encouraged mm -hmm. because it's art. And I was wired to believe that I would be the one to provide for my family when I grow up. So I have to dive into something that eventually will provide me with a high paying job. So creativity was pushed aside, but it's always in my back pocket. It's just, I believe it's just waiting to be unleashed. So. I dabbled into other things growing up. Creativity took a backseat. But in 2018, we were in Daiso. I'm not sure if, if, if 
probably in the US it's a dollar store or somewhere else it's those dollar stores okay. and they had a, a watercolor palette. And my friend said, you know what? I haven't played around with watercolor for a really long time. And I was like, I can't remember the last time I touched watercolor. Maybe you should get one. Okay, it's May and Mother's Day is coming. So maybe my mom would appreciate if I make her my own card. And so it took me about a week to take the, the watercolor palette out of the box and try it out. So when I I did what a usual person would do, would hop onto YouTube and look for how to paint watercolor roses. And so I did. But if there's someone watching, like a seasoned artist, he would probably tell me, you're, you're doing everything wrong. <laughs> I use like a regular A4 paper. The watercolor is very chalky. The brush is just, you know, the brush that came along with the palette. Mm-hmm. But I was amazed with the outcome. I was like, wow, it looked, it sure does, it, it does look like a rose. And I tried another piece and I couldn't stop when I started, I mean, after starting that YouTube video. But I was also frustrated with flowers. And so I tried landscape, I tried galaxy, I tried all sorts, of, I tried faces as well. But it was later that year that I joined a challenge. It's called Dare to Share. Okay. It's a challenge for creatives, crafters, and artists, and female entrepreneurs. And the goal was to show up more, to show up, to show, to showcase what you have, what you're good at, without feeling the need to. Is this is this good? Is this to justify it? Just yes. So just go out there and post it. So that led me to create Art to Jesse, where this the Instagram account, my mm-hmm. Instagram handle. And at the time, I had it on private because I was so scared that people oh might discover that I have an art account. There's this question, imposter syndrome, kicked in and kept on telling me that, you know, you're not an artist. You'll never, you're never good at You will never be good at it. Or oh. you're not, this is not you, Jesse. So I, I still battle with all those, you know. Um, yeah with imposter syndrome and insecurities. But the beauty of finding a community of artists is that they would really support you in leading you to show up more. And not only that, I'm grateful to be surrounded with people who are not artists, who are not creatives, or not you know, art aficionados, but Jesse, you should do this. Or try this out and continue painting, continue doing calligraphy, because I also tried that. Mm-hmm. And so after that challenge, someone DM'd me and she wanted to buy my paintings. And I was so mind blown that someone saw the value and was willing to put in monetary value for those paintings. And I was willing to give them for free. <laughs> I was like, no, I can give them for free. That's okay. But it, was this challenge on a social media platform or how did you find out about this? Yeah. I saw a friend who posted about the challenge. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a challenge for Instagram, really. Okay. But I love the yeah I love the backstory of it because the title of the course well after the challenge there is a course. The, the title of the course is purposeful creative. So you're showing up not just for the likes and all, but you're owning your story and putting your work out there, not just for people to admire it, but I guess for you yourself to, be, to appreciate what you can offer. 
And Beautiful. it's again, when we talk about art, it's not really about perfection. It's what you feel when you're going through the process of creating it. And that's every time that I would look back to that chance that really changed my life. And the people that I met through that challenge, I'm still connected to them up until now, which I'm really, really grateful. Beautiful, and, because uh, those are the kind of people that lift you up. So even though you did not have art in common, it's the mindset that kept you together. Exactly. Did they end up paying for the, um, the art piece or did you send it? They did? They did. They did pay for the art piece. And what's interesting, wow. Anya, after that, was I wasn't, uh, that, that, that experience didn't lead me to make more art to sell. That experience led me to think and realize that maybe this is something that I can teach. Wow. And so that's when I decided to do workshops, specifically for kids. And one thing led to another. I, I was tapped by a brand to work for them to do broad, well, calligraphy, on-site calligraphy and do wedding invitations using watercolor and calligraphy. I mean, saying this out loud kind of reminded me how art has been an instrumental force for me to discover more about myself and to inspire others to do the same and to discover what they're really good at and me, you know, create that ripple effect for other people also to tap into art. I'm so happy to hear this story from this point of view because you also have your podcast Thought Bubble and it's an extremely positive podcast where you share so many beautiful stories and it all ties back to you and your mission and this just it's it's outstanding and beautiful and mesmerizing to me how this was all in the back of your mind, secured in a cage, and this one dollar store and that one friend just started. Yeah. That one thing changed everything. And you slowly got back and you got a little bit more confidence in yourself. And I know that's a work in progress because I'd like to 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 hear your thoughts about this because I personally think that there's a lot of misconception about people who are confident are confident because they got there and that's who they are. I'm a confident person. I actually feel like being conf confident is a state of mind where you, sometimes you feel confident, sometimes you're not confident, sometimes you wake up with the imposter syndrome. So you're not constantly a confident human being. You're yep. just trying to be what are that's a really good that's a really good point Anya because the imposter syndrome someone mentioned this in one of the interviews that I had uh, that it never goes away it would creep up yeah and attack you at, at your lowest sometimes or when you are on high and like what you said confidence is really a mindset it's low it, it is slowly building up the more that you do something and that will give you confidence, but you're not, I wouldn't say that you're born with it. You start with courage. You start doing something that is courage. And when you do more of it, your confidence builds up. I think that's a sort of a, people always interchange those two terms that mm -hmm. I have courage. I, no, I am confident, but there are two different things. You start with courage. Courage is doing something, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Right. Confidence is more of like, I know that this is 
possible outcome because I have been doing it over and over. Wow. And hence, I have the confidence. I love this. I've never seen this put it this bit this way. Beautifully, beautifully worded. So from water, I know watercolor is your thing. You started with watercolor mm-hmm. and you stick with it because you fell so in love with it. But between watercolor, you mentioned that you have landscapes, you have portraits, you have florals, and then you also do calligraphy with watercolor and you tried so many things. So f- how did you find the thing that you really love doing? How did you get to the point that this is, yeah, this is what I'm focusing on? Okay. I love that, this question, Anya, because I love trying out different things. I think people have this notion that if you want to be good at something, that you just have to stick with it and that's it. But I think every day is an opportunity for us to learn something new. And I guess that has been the mantra for me. And that's why I keep on trying different things. But it will come a point that you will really have to focus your, your energy and your attention solely on one thing. I became more attuned into painting watercolor and florals because this is something that frustrates me in the beginning. And I pr- challenged myself that I want to I to make more florals beautifully because I want to create more cards and I want to be able to see it along with my calligraphy or invitations and wedding invitations. And people feel, they feel good when they see florals. I don't know, there's just something about it that make people feel like, oh, it's so beautiful. It, you know, it's so delicate, so soft. And so I, I create, I try creating more and more of it. And I enjoy doing watercolor florals, whether it's loose, lightly with details. I just find it amazing how something that that is uh, shapeless, but when you add color and then a little bit of color again and water can form into something, you know, unexpectedly beautiful. And for me, that is the beauty of art, regardless of what medium you would like to dive into. And how did you get to, so I understand everything from your insecurities and how you got into art making. So how did the podcast start? When did that come into play? And uh-huh. when did you also start uh, going about public speaking and um, helping creatives and small businesses with brand branding? With branding. So the story, I, I always see this, your mess into a message and owning your story. And if I was able to get out of that insecurity and that feeling and of minimizing myself, why not share them what I done with my life to get out of that insecurities and uh, overcome, overcome those fears of being seen with others, share them with others. So the podcast, um, a backstory of that is when, when I was a kid, I told you I don't talk a lot or I don't mingle a lot with other kids because I was bullied. But I love doing monologues. What I would do is uh, get a, a line. Of, I've seen a, a line from movie. At the time, it was Jumanji. So I, I wrote down all the riddles and I recite them when no one is looking. And I've always been fascinated with English language. I don't know why, but... I just love listening to radio. 
at the time when I was growing up, we didn't have a television. It was only just a small radio that's battery operated. And my father would always buy me batteries because I love uh, sleeping with the radio beside me. And so I, I've always been fascinated with people talking and using their voice to evoke emotions, just words and voice. So I was like, okay, I cannot see them, but there's, they have this effect on me. And they, they can really, they can talk really, really well. They're very articulate. So I, I love to read growing up. And yeah, so I would always do the monologue. But it was only until high school, I think, that I started, people started to notice that my fascination for English language. And when I speak in front of the class, my teacher would say that you have good command of English. Like there would be words written on the board and they, she would ask, Is, does anybody know what's the definition of each of the words? And I don't know, but I know the words. It's because I, I saw it or I heard it. And the way that I would describe them is how they have been used in that particular scene or the way that the, whoever was on radio has spoken them. So when I started working, my first job was in a call center and there was a, a ask for American English 101, American accent training, some sort. And people would always say that, Jesse, you have good command of English and I love how you present, but I've never really taken that as something that I'm really good at. So I know that I can talk and I love talking to people, of listening because we're always on the phones, listening to people ranting about their bills and all. But oh I'm never really myself as someone who can do public speaking. But when I started working and I made it to, I started to climb the corporate ladder, that would always be the feedback of people that I've worked with. And even in job interviews, that would always be the feedback that you're very articulate. So I, when I started joining the art community, that's something that I saw as a pain point that there are really, there are a lot of good artists, really good, but they're either scared to conduct a workshop because they're so scared of being in front of a lot of people and talking about what they do and teaching and, or other people will have an opportunity to work with a brand, but they just don't know how to position themselves, how to talk even through emails or over the phone or via DM. So I, I just want to be able to impart what I have learned through the years when it comes to speaking and speaking with others. So that's why I figure that, okay, maybe the, I can use this platform where I'm already in the community of artists to share what I know about public speaking and about when you talk about branding, it's really about sharing your story, not just you selling your product or your brand. It's about owning your story yep. and letting people get and resonate with that story. I think when it comes to products or we hear it all the time that what's your brand, what's your brand story, but people don't realize that when you talk about brand, brand story, it's not just about, yeah, we're good and our products are great. Really, That's not what is, Yeah, what's the story behind these products? Why did you create them in the first place? I love me a good story. I love a good storyteller. And um, so when I want like to purchase a band or work with someone, it's always the backstory that I'm after. Exactly. And I would like artists to be able to amplify their voice and their story through public speaking, whether or even writing or simply showing up and telling about their art and, you know, inspiring others to it. Yeah. The power of it. Yeah, because it's, 
the why of either individuals or companies that will resonate with others and create meaningful connections. And I love that. Also, why or where did this come from? You, you're, okay, here's the, first, here's the thing. I fell in love with you even before I even had the chance to talk with you properly. And I was so excited and I'm still super excited to have you in this show because just looking at your social media presence and the way you talk, it's like, oh my God, we're kindred souls. I want to I wanna, I wanna get to know her better. So I'm super excited that you're in the show and um, we'll be hearing more of Jesse. I'll leave uh, just hinting. I'll uh, bring this up later in the, the episode. So keep listening. So... What fascinates me the most is that you have a deep desire or calling to help other people. Where did that come from? Another good one. And you're throwing in good questions today. (laughs) I'm loving this podcast. Well, um, I grew up not having a lot. And when I studied, it's because I was on scholarship. And, and you're making me teary-eyed right now. But just looking back, it's always I, I'm able to achieve something because someone was willing to help out. And even with arts, when I started calligraphy, it was because someone just taught me how to do the, the brush strokes up and down without asking for anything, without charging me. It was absolutely for free. I was like, that's very generous. And even with watercolor, I mean, that's a YouTube video that I saw, but someone published it for free. Someone was willing to share their their skills for free to help out someone who would want to learn watercolor. And so, and even with public speaking, that dare to share challenge, that was for free. Um, We were in charge and that went on for five days. And I would say that you should always work for free. But the point of that story is that I have always gotten help from someone because someone was willing to give that help. And so I just want to be able to pay it forward. And you're not the first person to ask that, Anna, because um, I was in a conversation with another friend. We were talking, I was encouraging her to to, do, to run a workshop because her 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 skill is her style is very distinct and her paintings are like for children's book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is really good, but she's having second thoughts whether she she would do the workshop or not. And I told her that, you know, just try it out with a few friends at first and then um, get their feedback if it's a process that they can easily follow. But it's all, it all starts by having a cheerleader beside you or someone to inspire and encourage you to do it. And a lot of people have been there for me, cheerleading, you know, um, cheering me on, uh, even at my lowest. So I've always been blessed to be surrounded by those kind of people. And so I would like to be that kind of person for others too. Thank you. Really, thank you. I, I think I'm starting to understand where our connection comes from. I, I think I share a lot of, I have a lot in common with you. So just for quick feedback, because I want to hear more from you, not from me. But uh, I also came, I also did not have a lot growing up. And I had, I had to work to pay for school as well. And I benefited from a lot of really um, kind people who share their knowledge with me for free as well. Like I was able to have dancing lessons because the teachers gave me the lessons for free. 
in the past, I was able to learn how to draw because the teachers wouldn't mind setting aside a few hours after class to give me more training for free because I loved it so much. So what you're saying really resonates with me. And the reason I'm I'm so happy right now listening to your story is not because there's one... <laughs> Kindness is contagious and empathy is the fool that keeps the world turning, in my opinion. And you're living proof of that, you know, you're living proof of that. And it just fills my heart with joy to hear your story because it just proves that it's true. And there's a lot of good in the world. I was reading this article the other day that was talking about how people feel overwhelmed and sad when they see sad things, because it's, it's kind of like a slap on the face that they are so unaware of so many bad things going on, but someone else reached out and say, and said, well, we're also very blind to a lot of good going on. So not to say that we, we shouldn't talk about the bad. It's important. There's a lot of bad things that need to be exposed. And of course, I'm not saying that, but yeah. it's equally important to bring out the good because it has the power to, to spread. Beautiful. Okay. Um, let's focus a little bit on the art aspect of your journey sure. now. And can you share a story, something that comes to mind that you encountered a specific struggle while dealing with watercolor and how you got on about it. Okay. The frustration with, with watercolor, um, I asked this often with some of the guests and I had, I, I got different answers all the time. Is it, which is the easiest medium to start with if you are starting out mm -hmm. some would say acrylic some would say watercolor and but then I realized when I started it was sorry I'm, I'm not trying to discourage anyone start to start with watercolor but I it was difficult for me at first because I was having so much uh, I was having a hard time getting the consistency of the color mm -hmm. and water the mixture um I think I was trying to aim for realism or something realistic, but then the way that I was creating the palette and all the mixture is all for loose. So I had to practice and learn from people who are doing loose watercolor because I think when I tried and pushed myself to do something realistic, it's just doesn't work. So I, I guess when, when, when I was starting out, since I really didn't know a lot about the technique, so I tried to dabble into different styles. But when I realized that loose is something that I'm really more passionate about, that's when I, that's where I focus more. Um, I think it's playing around with colors would def definitely help me a lot. Um, before I, I would normally just play with one color and too scared to mix it with another because it might not turn out well and beautiful on paper, but it's just a matter of uh, taking risks to play around with colors that will allow you to create more colors that will translate into, will surprise you really of, of an outcome, depending on what you're trying to create. But yeah, colors and the, the brushstroke was something that I struggled with when I was starting out with watercolor. Wow. And okay, so special announcement this uh, Justin this week, very new. You're the first 
you're you're the first ones to listen to this. Um, Jesse just joined our Etcher team this week, the the day of this recording. So this is we're in late May, early June right now. You will keep on seeing Jesse throughout the live demos and the workshops that you'll be attending for other teachers because she's hosting with us. It's going to be awesome. Welcome to the team, Jesse. Thank you so much, Anya, and I'm so excited to be part of the Etcher Studio. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty excited. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm dancing. Oh, if you're just listening to the audio version of this, I'm just terribly done. Exactly <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. I'm just basically barely moving my shoulder. This is horrible because if I, yeah, if I, no, this is, no, don't watch the video. This is too embarrassing. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. Before we wrap up, because we're getting to the end of our interview and I, I know it's late on that side of the world. So any piece of advice you'd like to leave us with? Okay. For any artists, creatives, or anyone who's thinking whether they are an artist or a creative, you are a creative. Whether it is something related to watercolor, acrylic, or anything, you are born creative. And you just have to own it and tap into it. And do not be scared and do not listen to the negative voices telling you that you cannot do it. Try to dial it down and tune it up, the volume that says you can absolutely do it. And you have something in you that is good, that is creative, and the world is just waiting for you to show up. So go ahead and show up. Hey, everybody, this is Jesse, and I'm a studio host for Etro Studio, and now your podcast host for Make More Art. I am beaming with excitement and a little bit nervous because I have big shoes to fill. Anya did an incredible job starting the podcast and bringing you valuable content through the artist interview. I would love to continue on that journey and hopefully you will still join me to be a part of the conversation. One of the things that I normally hear from artists when I interview them in my own personal podcast is that they don't have someone to talk art with. Someone to geek about brushes, paint, and paper. Well, here at Make More Art, we would like to bridge that gap. Think of this as a brunch date with your friends mixed with fun, life lessons, and art. I can't wait to hear from you and speak with you. Remember, you have a seat at the table. And here is your invitation to make more art. I will speak to you in the next episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please help us keep the show alive. You can subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts at etcherlab.com forward slash go forward slash Apple. Or if you're more of a YouTube viewer, please make sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notified about our most recent videos. Sharing is caring and every little bit helps. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Until then... Let's make more art. <laughs>